Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! 
Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, there was a magical army. There was a magical invisible army. Yeah, and then um, some dudes figured out that the Arameans had left the, their camp and left all the kinds of shit behind. Well, the Arameans had left because they were terrified of the invisible army. Okay, invisible army, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a full-on Black Friday raid to get in there, and they trampled some dude. Yeah, they did. Like, it was and, like the doors opening at Walmart, and somebody... You know, died in the scramble for all the shit. Yeah, and the lepers were happy. The lepers were happy. And that that was that. Yeah. Um, before we move on to announcing what were what that was, which actually that was Second Kings chapter seven. seven. Mm-hmm. But before we go on and announce what we're doing today, mm-hmm. I do want to say that we have a um, longtime patron who has upgraded their pledge recently to the ten dollar level, and that is actually our highest patron at the moment um and that is who is this magical legend right right so thank you Lindsay d Lindsay, thank you so much yeah no i mean i it's amazing whenever whenever we get something like this it's just the greatest we haven't really been focusing on it but honestly um we utilize everything that we get towards stuff that we're doing for our podcast and it just the appreciation can't be said enough like it really does help us out and um if anybody else wants to help us out, the best place to do it is at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Um, there's levels starting as low as $2 and you know, you can go all the way up to a hundred or $10 like Lindsay and be like, you know, a co best sponsor. Well, Lindsay, it is truly humbling. Thank you so much for your support. Yes. It means the world to us. It really does. It really does. So thank you again. And that being said, let's go ahead and get into our next chapter, which is going to be Second Kings chapter 8. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night, which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount, or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks, or a month, or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal! Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, Second Kings, chapter 8. Okay. We're going to talk about that old woman whose son he brought back to life. Oh, really? Son Elijah. Yeah, the Shunammite woman. Oh, so we're, okay. okay, we're circling back. We're circling back. Interesting. Elijah had told the woman whose son he had brought back to life, Yeah. take your family and move to some other place, for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. Okay. And what he didn't say was, and these people be eating their own fucking kids. Why does this one person get a pass? Because they built him a room. Okay. That's why he brought their son. That's why he made her pregnant in the first place and why he brought her son back to life. Because, But um, that doesn't negate that there might be other good people that deserve help. But they were good to him personally, and they didn't even know he was a prophet at the time, and they just were being good. It's, it's supposed to be the... Be kind to all strangers for walking among them, maybe angels unknown or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a but like with it's the a moral. I, I I get it, I get it. But at the same time, like this is a prophet's 
you know, that knows what God is going to do and therefore sharing this information with somebody that he likes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's there's like a so stock many, tip. He's so, given a stock right, tip. Yeah, no, this is insider trading. Yeah. You know, like that's what this yeah. is. And like there's so many other people that probably were deserving of that same information. Sure. sure. And he didn't tell them. And, and more importantly, God didn't tell them. Right. So it's kind of shitty. Actually. It is very shitty. It's not just kind of shitty. It's very shitty. Right. But it's in keeping Think with God's way. Think about that God's poor way. son that got eaten. Yeah. That guy is dead now. I know. Because his mom ate him. I know. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. I'll never be that hungry. <laughs> Fuck me, man. I would kill myself before I'd eat my kid. Right? Yeah. Cool. I, that's going to bother me till the end of my days. <laughs> right. This book. My gosh. <laughs> so the woman did as the man of God instructed. She took her family and settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Wow. After the famine ended, she returned it from returned it returned it returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went to see the king about getting back her house and land. Mm. So she's like, "I moved away, but can you hold this for me while I'm gone? Okay, I'm back. Give it to me now." You know, technically, like seven years, right? Mm-hmm. That's the time that the remember how the jubilee thing was a thing. Yeah, that was the time of the jubilee, and after seven years, you'd come back and reclaim yeah. shit, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like almost the same thing, maybe? Right, right. I don't know. As she came in, the king was talking with Gehazi. That's the one that... Wait, that's... Yeah, he's the one who's going to be a leper now. Yeah, that was Elijah's um, stealing servant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. Right. The king had just said, tell me some stories about the great things Elijah has done. And Gehazi was telling the king about the time Elijah had brought a boy back to life. Oh, oh that's convenient. she walked in right yeah, while he's right telling then. that story. Yeah. At that very moment. At that very moment. The mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my the blah, blah, blah. Ugh, I oh. messed that up. <laughs> Let's try that again. Sure. Look, my lord the king, Gehazi exclaimed, here is the woman now. Yeah, there she is. And this is her son, the very one Elisha brought back to life. Wow. That's just, you know, like that is serendipitous timing there. Serendipitous is an I underrated know, right? word. Yeah, right. Yeah. So good. Is this true? The king asked her. And she told him the story. So he directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her. Oh, including wow. the value of any crops that had been harvested Damn. during her absence. That was really good timing on her part and uh, mm-hmm. whatever that guy's Gehazi. name, Gehazi's part. I don't think that's how that works, though. Like, if you move away, yeah, you don't. You forfeit your. Like somebody shit. else worked that shit for you, right? So, like, what you squatters? The, the, now the the taxpayers got to pay you for you leaving that shit there, right? Like, did and you, somebody else had to work it for you. Did you hire somebody to work it for you? That while sounds you like were a gone? pretty good deal. Yeah, like I'm not so sure about right? this. Okay, Elijah. This is the next section. Okay. okay. Oh, and one more thing: mm-hmm. the king apparently likes Elijah again because he was going to kill him like two chapters ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I'm just clearing that up because like he was ready to murder the dude, and, like right. chop his fucking head off. Right. So. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, It seems to go back and forth. Right. Elisha went to Damascus, the capital of Aram, where King Ben-Hadad lay sick. When someone told the king that the man of God had come, the king said to Hazael, 
take a gift to the man of God. Then tell him to ask the Lord, will I recover from this illness? My guess is no. I know, right? Right. So Hazael loaded down 40 camels with the finest products of Damascus as a gift for Elijah. He went to him and said, your servant Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, has sent me to ask, will I recover from this illness? Mm-hmm. And Elisha replied, go tell him you will surely recover. Oh, so he is bribable. But actually, the Lord has shown me that he will surely die. Wait, why is he going to have him lie to him? I'm telling you the truth, but I want you, servant person, to go lie. That's dumb. I'm telling you, servant person, one thing, but servant person, I want you to go say something. So, prophet of the Lord, Mm -hmm. the Lord is telling the prophet to tell him to go lie, which is not a good thing to do. Yeah. But he wants him to do it anyway. I don't understand. Right? Elisha stared at Hazael with a fixed gaze until Hazael became uneasy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you stared at me with like, a fixed gaze, I'd I'm become uneasy. I'm staring too. at you. I'm right? like, go tell a lie. Yeah. And now I'm staring you stare. at you. Just, you just I'm gotta staring. Stare. I'm staring. And my oh, ear. Yeah. you turned your head away to scratch your ear. I know. How am I supposed to stare at you when you, you can't? I didn't yeah. watch you. No, yeah. nope. you Sorry. thwarted my stare. I did. I thwarted it. Then the man of God started weeping. <laughs> the, fuck? the fuck? I mean, should I have started crying when you turned your head? You can where you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, my lord? Zael asked him. Elisha replied, I know the terrible things you will do to the people of Israel. You will burn their fortified cities, kill their young men with the sword, dash their little children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. Wait, oh my God. what? Who's going to do this? Um, The servant guy? No. The I, think, I think he's telling, okay, I think Elisha is crying because he sees the future of what the king and okay. his servant are are going to make happen. Okay. So he's crying because he sees the future. Uh, so right. when he says, I see what you are going to do, he means you and your king and all okay. of your leaders. All right. That's my opinion. Got it. Hazael responded, how could a nobody like me ever accomplish such great see, things? No, he oh, was talking no, about you're him. right. You're yeah. right. I apologize. Right. Well, I mean, I can only go with what I know and right. my bad. I was but, attributing to much. this, like God obviously knows this, right? This mm-hmm. is a prophet of God, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't God stop him? Like, this is my question, like, you know, Hitler type thing. Why mm-hmm. doesn't God just stop him right there? I don't know. I don't the, know. You're talk, he's going to go kill people. Mm-hmm. You're going to let him? Why? I guess he is. Why? He, he, ours is not to know why. Fuck ours that. Ours is just to do or it's die. fucking bullshit. I know. I know. Elijah answered, the Lord has shown me that you are going to be the king of Aram. Wow. When, servant's going to rise to king. Right. And then kill a bunch of people. When uh, Hazael left Elisha and went back, the king asked him, what did Elijah tell you? And Hazael replied, he told me that you will surely recover. (laughs) (laughs) But the next day, Hazael took a blanket, soaked it in water, and held it over the king's face until he died. Wow. Then Hazael became the next king of Aram. But why? Why Why did the fucking servant become the next king? Because Elisha put the idea in his head. Yeah, but that doesn't make other people like be okay with it. You're a fucking servant. Um, maybe he didn't have any sons, and he loved the servant like a son. Or okay. maybe the servant was like a leader who already had a lot of people that believed in him. Maybe he was the one that took care of business. Maybe. And so everybody was like, you should be the king now. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm going to go make that shit happen right now. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
He's he's pretty ruthless there. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. He just was like, I'm going to be king? Okay, let me make it fast. Right, Let me make right. it happen faster. Yeah, he definitely was not down with waiting. Mm-mm. Jehoram, son of King Jehoshaphat of Judah, began to rule over Judah in the fifth year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, call me Ishmael, king of Israel. Shut up. <laughs> It'll never not be funny. I mean... It's true. <laughs> Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. But Jehoram followed the example of the kings of Israel and was yeah. as wicked as King Ahab. Of course he did. For he had married one of Ahab's daughters. Oh, man. Oh, what you gonna why, do? Why, man? So Jehoram did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But the Lord did not want to destroy Judah, for he had promised his servant David that his descendants would continue to rule, shining like a lamp forever. But he's like, I already picked teams, no matter how bad my team is doing. He said countless times that Mm -hmm. it's dependent on your behavior. Yeah. Like God has specifically said, look, he's a liar. You guys get all this shit until you don't act the way I want you, then you don't get it. He's a liar. He, he's a liar both ways. First, yeah. he promises it all, mm-hmm. and then he takes it away. But then later on, he s- promises it, and then he's like, and I'm going to stick to my promise this time, but kind of, right. sort of only. Right. You know, I just, I got to do he the thing. I got to do that thing for David, because, you know, David's cool. He picked a team. I guess, Team David, right? Yeah. God's Team David. Yeah. Okay. No matter what. Um. Sure. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> During Jehoram's reign, the Ed- Edomites, Edomites. Revolted against Judah and crowned their own king. So Jehoram went with all his chariots to attack the town of Zair. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he went out at night and attacked them under cover of darkness. That always works, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to get those like uh, special night torches that mm-hmm. light the way in the night for you. Yeah. And uh, they help you win battles at night. It's like it's like a precursor to like the um flashlight no, function on your no, phone. No, the, the the um the, the goggles. Yeah, the goggle things. The, you know what do you call those? The night, night vision. vision. Yeah. Wow. Just, I wore some of those once, and they yeah. are they made me feel so claustrophobic because um you can't see like to the side like there's no peripheral vision right and it just it really creeped me out and I almost fell off a cliff yeah with yeah, them you told on me that. yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's not good. No. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you didn't fall off the cliff. I was not meant for land nav courses, and I was <laughs> not meant for overnight bivouacs. Right, right. I was not built for the army. <laughs> Maybe the army just wasn't built for you. Facts. Right. Facts, yeah. my man. Right. <laughs> but Jehoram's army deserted him and fled to their homes. So Edom has been independent from Judah to this day. To this day. To this very day. Mm. The town of Libna also revolted about that same time. Revolting. This must mean you're revolting. <laughs> what? Nothing. Eminem. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. The rest of the events in Jehoram's reign and everything he did are recorded in... The King Chronicle thing shit. Yep, that book that's missing. Yeah. When Jehoram died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. That's nice. Then his son Ahaziah became the next king. Okay. I swear. Okay. All right. I know. We've already. Didn't we already cover that at some point? Yeah. Okay. But they're doing in relation to each other. Okay. All right. Okay. Next section. Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, began to rule over Judah in the 12th year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, call me Ishmael, king of Israel. Okay. 
Okay. Yep. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His one mother year. was Athaliah. Athaliah, that's when, a cool When name. do we get to know his, he reigned one year and we get to know his mother? What the yeah. fuck's that about? I don't know. Because she was a granddaughter of King Omri of Israel. That's uh, why. Okay. All that's right. why. Yeah. Because it's showing that um, they he obviously made a business deal to try to join the forces of Judah and Israel together. Got it's it. probably Got why it. he only lasted a year. Okay. Ahaziah, oh, look at this, followed the evil example of King Ahab's family. Yeah. He should have just called him Ishmael. <laughs> he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done, for he was related by marriage to the family of Ahab. This is a running theme. They're, all, like bad, they're all bad, and then they keep being bad, and right. then they do bad in the Lord's But God sight. still backs some of them sometimes, mm-hmm. and then others other times. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. He was related by marriage to the family of Ahab. Got it. Ahaziah joined Joram, son of Ahab, in his war against King Hazael of Aram at Ramoth-Gilead. When the Arameans wounded King Joram in the battle... He returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds he had received at Ramoth. Because Joram was wounded, King Ahaziah of Judah went to Jezreel to visit him. The end. Okay. That was a bunch of... That was like a bunch of pointless shit. Yeah. Like, okay. The water came out of the faucet, and then it went down (laughs) the drain, and then from there, it went down the tubes. Yeah. Like, we had, like, the first part of this... The plumbing was blocked up. Right. The first part of this chapter was, like, a story, Mm -hmm. and then it just went into, like, and now we're going to list off some shit. Yeah. Yeah. As the Bible does sometimes. Whatever. Right. All right. Well, I mean, there's nothing to that, say. So, that yeah, was that was chapter. that was that. So that was Second Kings chapter eight. Yep. And tomorrow we will be back with Second Kings chapter nine. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.